Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your host. I'm Abby. And I'm Erica. Today, I'm going to be telling you guys about the disappearance of Caitlin Aikens. So grab your coffee and let's dive in. continue on with our content for this week's episode shortly but first we wanted to take a moment to let you know about an opportunity to listen to even more crime over coffee content by signing up for our patreon you can receive ad-free episodes and additional content to check out this opportunity and sign up for the crime over coffee patreon visit www.patreon.com slash crime over coffee pod thank you again for all of your support in december of 2015 19 year old caitlin akins went back to her hometown in Caroline County, Virginia to spend some time with some family and to see her younger sister's new baby boy and Caitlin's nephew. Caitlin stayed in Virginia with her family and her friends, just visiting for a couple days, spending some time with her new nephew and having fun. But on December 5th, Caitlin was set to fly home to Arizona where she lived with her fiance. Her flight was scheduled to leave that night about 5.40 p.m., but because of their work schedules and because of the new baby, there was nobody in her family that was able to take her to the airport at the time that she needed to be there. So so Caitlin's mom, Lisa, ends up contacting her ex-husband, James Branton, and asks him if he would be able to help out with getting Caitlin to the airport. I also want to note here that James was married to Lisa at when Caitlin and her sister were younger. And so he really helped with raising the two of them. So he was very familiar with Caitlin and they had a pretty good relationship. So James is like, yeah, I can I can help out. Just come drop her off at my place and then I'll take her to the airport later today. So around nine o'clock in the morning, Lisa drops Caitlin off on her way to work And while she was there, she said everything was normal. Caitlin seemed really happy. She was happy to see James again. They were just catching up on life. Caitlin was about to head to cosmetology school. So she was talking to James about that. And so Lisa reminded them, you know, Caitlin's flight is at 540 p.m. Make sure she's there with plenty of time to do that. And James was like, yeah, that's fine. I have to be to work at three o'clock. So I'm going to drop Caitlin off a little bit earlier, but she'll be, she can just hang out at the airport until the time of her flight. So it was about this time that Lisa says goodbye to Caitlin and leaves for work. Not too much later, things start to get a little weird. So around 1156, Caitlin's fiance, Amber, gets a text from Caitlin's phone saying, quote, something came up. I'm not coming back today. I'll let you know when I get a new flight. I won't be able to text for a bit, end quote. And so her fiance, Amber, is just kind of like, okay, I I guess. Like, I'm not sure what to do about that at the moment. Just come home soon, I guess. Well, and it's weird to be like, I'm not going to be able to text for a bit if she's still waiting on a flight. In theory, she'd just be in the airport, right? That would be the theory, yes. So I did. I thought that was a really strange 
comment yeah, to add at the end of that text as well. Almost like maybe it was someone else texting her fiance. That is a speculation, yeah. So a little bit later, though, um, like two hours later, around 1.52, Caitlin's mom, Lisa, gets a text from her ex-husband, James, that said, quote, I dropped Caitlin off. And so she's like, okay, well, how was traffic? Like, was she good to go? And then James ends up clarifying that he didn't drop her off at the airport, but he dropped her off at the Springfield Metro Station. And the reason behind that is because she was going to take the Metro to, which he said that this is what she wanted to do, was to take the Metro to the Springfield Mall to kill some time because she had, you know, a couple hours before she was going to actually board the plane. And then she was going to take the Metro another two stops to get to the airport, which Lisa said she wasn't super happy about that because she was concerned that Caitlin had never really taken the Metro other than when she was a small child. And so she was like, what if she gets lost? What if she doesn't get off on the wrong stop? Like, obviously there were a lot of questions with that. And I think these are valid questions to have, but also as I was like looking at it, I was kind of thinking, you know, she's 19 years old and she's living in a whole nother state with her fiance at this time. So I feel like she's probably doing things like this independently in where she's living now. So it might not have been actually that weird for Caitlin. Right. That I think the only uh, the weirdest part for me is like, yeah, maybe she had a couple hours before she boarded, but in like airport time that seems to be pushing it maybe to go to a go take a metro to the mall and then have to go two more stops to get to the airport because typically you try to get to the airport like what an hour and a half or two hours early and if he was dropping her off and he worked at three I to me that would be pushing it I yeah so it was 1 p.m when James text saying that he dropped Caitlin off mm. so We'll say about 150, she gets dropped off at the metro. I don't know for sure because I'll be honest, I've never personally taken a metro, but I'm going to assume that it didn't leave right at 150. I'd assume she'd have to wait a few minutes before yeah. the train would leave. And then to go to the mall, like it, it is kind of pushing it for sure. But also, that's not abnormal for somebody to. I'm not everybody's as like crazy about time as I am. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But if you remember, too, two hours before, Caitlin had said that something had come up and she wasn't going to be able to get a flight. Oh, that was two hours prior? Yes. Oh, I guess I didn't realize. I missed that, I guess. Well, I guess it's not that weird then. It's weird that she wouldn't have communicated that with him because she would have still been with him at the time, right? Yes, she would have been with him at the time supposedly that that message got sent like in theory because she would have already her mom would have already dropped her off but Caitlin didn't tell anybody else in her family she only told her fiance that she wasn't going to be home that night and that it was just going to be pushed so anyways like I said Lisa felt really weird about the whole thing but kind of moved on because she's like you know she's 19 years old and I kind of have to just let her do her thing and so I don't know if Lisa tries to contact her at this point, but it's only like a few minutes later that Lisa gets a text from Caitlin saying, I'm at the airport, battery dying, so won't be able to text for a bit. So now there's some confusion on my end, I guess, looking through this because 
I guess, so the battery dying could explain why she told her fiancé that she wasn't going to be able to text. But that was a little over two hours before. So is her has her battery just been dying for two hours? I don't know about you, but when my battery's dying, usually it's like dying and it dies immediately. But it's two o'clock, which is about the same time that James had texted Lisa and said that he was just dropped. He just dropped her off at the mall. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a little sketchy. A lot of the timeline, it just doesn't add up. Like stuff's overlapping that shouldn't be overlapping or not overlapping that should be. Lisa was like, okay, I'm glad that Caitlin like responded. I'm not going to text her a whole lot because she's at the airport. Her battery's dying. I'm just glad she's safe. So Amber ends up texting Lisa and said, hey, I got this text from Caitlin and she said that her flight's going to be later. Just thought I'd let you know. Like, do you know anything about it? And so Lisa was obviously concerned at this point because she's like, well, Caitlin never told me anything about her flight being delayed. So she starts trying to get a hold of Caitlin, calling her, texting her, whatever she can. And Amber's also trying to get a hold of Caitlin at this time. And around 7.15 that night, Lisa finally hears back from Caitlin. And the message says, I'm staying with a friend. I need some time alone. Nope. Nope. Don't like it. It's all, it's, it's all very suspicious. And Lisa is obviously kind of like worried at this time. I believe she's still at work, so she can't really leave to go like see what's going on, I guess. She starts just calling Caitlin and is like, please give me a call. Like, I need to talk to you. But Caitlin just refuses to call her. Then a little bit later, Amber gets a Facebook message from Caitlin. Facebook now, not texting. That says, I can't come back. I cheated on you. So she's just not going to come back and get any of her stuff? I guess. Okay. Either way, that is the last text message that was received from Caitlin by her friend, her family member, her fiance. That was it. No, (laughs) that's... That's a really that's really weird. Like I that just sounds so much like something she got abducted either like at the mall or somewhere in the traveling from the mall to the airport and someone was texting. I like I think I can understand like if her flight got delayed and she originally sent that message and I was like it's going to be delayed. Maybe she was trying not to use her phone so it didn't die. But we've talked about this so many times before. It seems like there would have been at least some other signifiers that she would have just taken off and left everything and never contacted anyone in her life again. So as far as we know, her stepdad had dropped her off at the metro station for her to go. And then she was getting on a plane to go back home. So she had her suitcase with her and her ID and her plane ticket and her wallet. Like she had everything she needed to run away. Right. Mm. That's true. I didn't even think about that. I mean, maybe she was going to visit family as like a last goodbye, final hurrah kind of thing. Like if she really was trying to go start a new life, if that's the case, it's kind of sad for her family and her fiance. But I I mean, the alternative is that something happened that was like foul play or something. So it's like, well, that's interesting, though. I can see does do you know if like her family thinks she would have just run away or if that seemed odd 
Uh, or what they think? What I, like, at this point, I think the family just doesn't expect her to have run away. They're a little confused, though, about the I cheated on you message that Amber got. But they don't really have a whole lot to go on at this time other than these weird messages that she sent. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. So before I get into them tracking her cell phone records, I want to first mention something else that happened prior to them even looking into her records. So two days later, on December 7th, a highway worker found her a suitcase on the side of the road. This suitcase had been pretty beaten up. Supposedly it was missing a wheel. It looked like it had been through a lot. So he called the police and the police look into it and they determined that the suitcase was probably thrown out of a moving car. And that's why it looked the way it did. In this suitcase were a wallet, a debit card, a plane ticket, and an ID belonging to Caitlin Aikens. The other weird thing with this is that her suitcase was found in a ditch that was near Fredericksburg, which is 44 miles from the metro station that her stepdad had dropped her off at. There were a few things missing from her suitcase, like her phone, her some of her clothes, and her high school diploma. Now, if you remember, I said that she was going to be going into cosmetology school, so she'd had her diploma with her. I assume she probably like got that when she came home to visit family because it's probably where she was just keeping it. But she would need that for cosmetology school. So it does leave that up for speculation as well. So some theories. The first one is that one of Caitlin's friends named Kevin said that Caitlin had kind of talked to her about some stuff and some concerns that she had with James So she had said that James had been verbally abusive to her when she was growing up, but he didn't know of any physical abuse that had happened. He just knew that Caitlin had had a rocky relationship with them. I didn't see anywhere if if her mom had known anything about this or if it was something that had been addressed prior um, or if she'd only ever talked to her friend about this. Kevin also said that the night before Caitlin's disappearance, Caitlin had gotten drunk with some friends and they forced themselves on her and she felt pretty guilty about it and had been talking to Kevin about the guilt that she was experiencing. What are your thoughts, Abby, on Kevin's account? At this point, it sounds like there's some circumstances that led up to her or led up to her disappearing that day that could point in the direction of her running away. Yeah. So that is something that is discussed. Maybe she ran away. Maybe she had texted her fiance and said she cheated on her because of what Kevin had accounted had happened the night before. Maybe if she really felt guilty about it and felt like maybe it was her fault, I guess, then that could have been Mm -hmm. what started the text message for her fiance. The other theory is... Really a big question, but 
did Caitlin ever actually make it to the mall in the first place? So police start looking into this and because they're like, we need to figure out where she went missing from, right? Like that's an important part to figuring out mm-hmm. solving any case. So they start looking into it and they're like, there is zero evidence Caitlin ever went to this mall or to this metro station. She was not seen on surveillance footage. She was not seen by any witnesses. And neither was James or James's vehicle. They not caught on surveillance footage and not seen anywhere near this mall. Another thing that doesn't add up at this point is that when they look into Caitlin's phone records is that they see that at 152 when James texted Lisa and said, hey, I just dropped Caitlin off at the Springfield Mall, his phone pinged near his house and nowhere near hmm. the mall. That's sketchy. Then at 2, when Caitlin texted Lisa and said that she was at the airport, her phone pinged also near James's home, which is 30 miles away from where she supposedly was. So I'm guessing authorities looked into James. They do, but there's also one more thing to mention. So at 7.15, that final text that Caitlin sent to her mom, when that that phone pinged, it was within a 15-mile radius of where her luggage was found. So police were like, Caitlin never left Fredericksburg. Well, at least her phone never left Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. Right. It sounds like maybe someone had her phone, drove there to drop the luggage, sent that final text, and then ditched the phone as well. Yes, that's exactly what police were thinking. Now, something else that doesn't add up is, if you remember, I told you that James had to drop Caitlin off because he had to be to work at three, so he was going to drop her off a little bit earlier. James never ended up going to work that day. He ended up calling in sick. James is not looking great right now. He doesn't look that great. I will agree. So police were like, we're going to look into him further. So they search his house. They do find an encrypted phone. But what they've announced or like not announced, I guess, however you want to look at it. Supposedly, they have not been able to get into this encrypted phone. And James has been less than cooperative with them. Wow. Along with James not wanting to cooperate, he has refused to take a polygraph test. Depending on where your thoughts lie with that, you know, take that how you will. Yeah, that's fair. He, they also did a complete search of his house, his vehicles, and his belongings, but they have not been able to find anything physical that would connect James to Caitlin's disappearance. So at this point in time, he has not officially been named a suspect, but he has been... I th- he, I'm obviously a person of interest. He was the last person to see her alive or to see her at all. But he, they haven't officially named him and they don't have any concrete evidence that connects him to it other than this suspicious stuff and the fact that her phone never left the area and he supposedly dropped her off somewhere that no evidence shows she ever was. Right, like at the very least, he straight up lied about dropping her off and then called off work and like even though those two don't specifically prove something it's not not normal it's obviously cause for concern it doesn't look good for him at all so with this i mean he detectives have said that james just is not cooperating with them at all still not to this day there are a 
still a few things that could have happened. I mean, maybe Caitlyn was met with foul play by James's hand, or maybe James helped her run away. If that's truly what she wanted to do, he could have done that and been the one sending her messages and stuff. Because if you remember, her phone was never found. That was gone. Her high school diploma was gone and some of her clothing was gone. So it was enough that she potentially could have left if she wanted to. Right. But, and James could have been the one to help her or James could have done something to harm her or something else could have happened. Somebody else could have came in and injured her. There's just nothing that specifically points to it. It's just weird that the last person to see her alive was James. Well, and on the flip side of, you know, her phone diploma and clothes being missing is maybe those got dumped somewhere else to make it look like she ran away. Absolutely. That's completely possible. Which, you know, it it's, you know, you mentioned that maybe he had been verbally abusive before. Maybe it like they got into a fight and it turned into something and maybe he either purposefully or accidentally murdered her and then was trying to figure out how to get out of it and you know making making it look like she ran away I guess would definitely deter some suspicion but it seems I don't know it's interesting the fact that you pointed out that maybe he helped her run away because that's not something that even crossed my mind it's yeah I honestly didn't see a whole lot about it but like as I was putting all this info together I, I thought about it I was like you know it's possible because some of the things that are missing and then like, it's pretty clear that he was most likely the one sending these messages because of where they were. Right. But. Yeah, no kidding. It's. So it's like, maybe he did. Maybe she really did want to run away. And that's why he sent those messages. Or he was sending those messages, obviously, to throw suspicion, which could have happened. Or, I, I mean, there, there's just like a myriad of reasons that could have happened or explanations, I guess, because. She could have left on her own accord and James helped her. James could have harmed her. There's also always that third option that somebody else came in that we don't know about at this time. But all that police have announced that I've been able to find is information about James and the suspicion surrounding him. So in 2021, a new missing persons billboard was actually put up near where James lives that was highlighting the information of surrounding Caitlin's disappearance and whoever put this up which I don't know exactly who it was but they were kind of being a little slick about it I guess and they put it up on the route that James takes to go to work every day so that they would he would see it every day and their hope was that eventually it would bring enough guilt or enough embarrassment to him that he would want to come forward and be like this is what happened Mm -hmm. it's a power move i thought it was too so some information about caitlin akins she was 19 when she went missing she's a female with blonde hair and blue eyes she was about five foot four inches tall 145 pounds she had piercings in her ears her left nostril her right lower lip and her tongue she had two tattoos one on her right foot of some stars and one on the inside of her left forearm with butterflies she also wore glasses at sometimes so she could potentially have those 
The Spotsylvania Crime Solvers is offering a $2,500 reward for any information leading to an arrest in this case. So if you have any information about Caitlin's disappearance, you can contact the Spotsylvania County Sheriff's Office at 540-582-7115 or the Spotsylvania County Crime Solvers, where you can remain anonymous at 800-928-5822. Thanks to listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. All of our sources can be found in the show notes for each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. You can also support us by recommending us to friends and family, giving us a good review on Apple Podcasts, or subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.